Welcome to our podcast Inside SAP S4HANA. There is no customer success without product success and project success. In the past episodes, we have already talked a lot about implementation, about system conversion, or also about some quite helpful intelligent features, which can make your daily business much easier. However, sometimes it's not just about the intelligence, but sometimes we need to get down to the nitty gritty details, which is the data of your business. Implementing a new ERP or also converting your system can be a challenge. And as you know, replacing a digital infrastructure doesn't just happen overnight, but it's rather a process which takes time and teamwork and also a lot of guidance and patience. One of the key challenges in that regard is migrating or transferring your critical data. So you need to uh, take that into account um, when you want to move to a new environment. In most cases, that is easier said than done. So some of the questions that we would like to answer today are, how do you go about migrating data? What are the risks you should avoid? And what help can you expect also from SAP? Our guest today specializes in helping customers achieve successful data transition by making this process as efficient as possible with the concept of selective data transition, or short SDT. Please welcome Kevin Palmer from the SAP Data Management and Landscape Transformation. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to join you. Absolutely. We're Really happy to have you on this, this episode today. So we already talked a bit um, before uh, we actually met today. <laughs> so I already know you a bit, but um, maybe there's something you would like to tell um, about yourself, maybe a fun fact or anything that uh, probably most of you don't know yet, just so that we get to know you a little bit better. Sure. Well, uh, I've been very fortunate in my in my humble life to have uh, done some very interesting things. I have um, uh, I've owned a multinational coffee company, uh, which my wife and I started uh, uh, about four or five years ago. We no longer have that, uh, obviously. Uh, and I've been a bit in the fashion business. Um, I have also um, done. Uh, I'm a professional musician, and in the past, I've done some stand-up comedy. Oh, wow. That's quite diverse. <laughs> so I guess you always have a lot of coffee at home, um, have uh, lots of uh, fashion articles at home um, and make fun about everything, probably, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about that, but you can imagine where there's certain uh, particularness that we have about the, the coffee we consume. That's definitely for sure. <laughs> okay. So I guess uh, this episode could be a funny one. I don't want to set the bars too high, but... <laughs> Yes, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's focus on, on the beef, right? Um, so as I said, you're working in the area of data management and landscape transformation. So what exactly is data management and landscape transformation? Many people will have probably heard of us in the, uh, in the past, our organization as <clears throat> system landscape op optimization. That was uh, SLO. The name has been changed into... Uh, data management, landscape transformation. And we are comprised of three business areas. 
data management. We have uh, transition into the intelligent enterprise, and then we also have uh, uh, SLO for the intelligent enterprise. Uh, our group is uh, at the board area level, the uh, premier uh, data, uh, all things data, if you will, um, organization. So for those of our listeners who are interested to know about where do I go for all things data, then that would in, that would be DM and LT. Okay. So what exactly is your role then in uh, the data management landscape transformation organization? Yeah, my, I am an enterprise architect and I am across all three of the business areas, but I have a very large um, repertoire of experience in the uh, data management or enterprise information management area. I used to be the enterprise information management lead in um, practice lead in APJ. And um, uh, I basically am handling enterprise architecture now for our customers and uh, advising and consulting in the area of uh, data management, data governance, uh, especially in the area of migrations and how they are moving to S4HANA. Okay. So now that we know what data management and landscape transformation is and also about um, your role and probably also what's your day-to-day -day business there, um, maybe uh, we can uh, get to the definition of when exactly do you need to do a selective data transition? Right. So that's a great question. Our customers are migrating their systems and have to ask themselves uh, some questions. Basically, what part of the legacy data do you want to bring into the new S4 HANA reality? So in, in our migration services, uh, the scenarios, the migration scenarios, there are three. So selective data transition is one of SAP's three transition scenarios that as, you, as our customers move to S4 HANA. The first one is our system conversion, which we used to call a brownfield, where you basically reuse current processes and data and bring those over to S4. The second one is the new implementation, which we used to refer to as a green field. The new, de the new design in a new system of processes and data that starts, uh, for, for example, starts with new processes and master data. Only open transactions would then come over as necessary. Then the third one, which is what we're talking about here tonight, is the selective data transition, which is a tailored transition path. And it combines both a new system, but also we look at opportunities to reuse what is working fine, kind of a, if it's not broke, don't fix it, uh, and retain those transactional data that the customer would like to bring over similar to like what we would do in a brownfield. Although sometimes we will very surgically slice that data up and bring them over in association with the open uh, items that are being migrated. So what, what the selective data uh, uh, additionally allows us to do is to focus on real redesign where it modernizes and brings the customer the most value. So newly implemented uh, to, to newly implement need, uh, where it needs to be done, you have the new master data or perhaps you reuse the master data and then you have new transactions 
or perhaps you and, and there where you need to bring in across uh, your older data. Okay. Yeah, of course, it's uh, quite important to know from where you're coming from, right? Um, but uh, what is SDT exactly? And, and maybe also what are the big advantages with uh, SDT? So selective data transition covers the migration of relevant business data. So it allows you in, in, a, in a more flexible manner um, to tailor scope uh, between your system conversions and the new implementation so that data is adapted and processed in one step. Uh, the approach allows to combine redesign of uh, business processes and uh, allows the retaining of historical data aligned to a new business reality. That's why I use the word reality a bit because that's what it really is. When you move to Esperiana, you're in a totally new reality. Mm -hmm. uh, you just mentioned the historical data. What happens with that? What happens with the historical data when you move? That's a great question too. So. If you can imagine for a moment threading a needle, um, let's say, for instance, that uh, or maybe threading a needle is a bad analogy. Maybe we can use um, um, threading in a, in, a, in a different way. When you deal with uh, moving data, of course, your master data is, is the lead piece of this, right? Because everything happens around master data. Uh, with you, if you don't have master data, you have no transactions to execute, right? So once the transactions start, however, you develop this incredible lineage of data that goes around from, from sales orders to purchase orders to all kinds of legal commitments at the, at the fiduciary and, uh, and financial level. A lot of times uh, customers have a requirement where they need to bring over that lineage or parts of that lineage, depending on a number of different aspects or criteria and requirements, and then kind of slice and dice that data and bring it over. It doesn't mean in a selective data transition, we're looking at all history carte blanche based on a particular transaction. Sometimes it is that, but it is definitely the historical data that has the impact going into the new system where you, uh, as for Hannah, where you'll be operating day one, and you need that particular data, but don't need everything that's involved. I guess we already clarified quite a lot. So the the what, what is SDT and um, when you can do it and also why you need to do it and what you need to have in mind when it comes to your uh, historical data. But I guess there's one important piece missing at the moment that is the who. So who can perform SDT or um, also uh, how do we support customers with SDT? That is a great question. So SDT is a very specialized and it requires specialized skill sets. Of course, SAP owns uh, the technology. So within DMLT, we have those specialized skills and specialized tools, which we use to execute SDT migrations takes an incredible amount of knowledge uh, to understand at the data level and at the functional level. So it is incredibly technical. And at the same time, you need to have the functional level knowledge uh, in order to execute uh, uh, the SDT. Now we use DMLT proprietary tools, which we do not leave with the customers. They're not for sale. Uh, we bring those tools into the customer's landscape Uh, the tools are utilized to pull them through the SDT execution, and then we remove uh, the tools from the landscape. So specifically within SAP, DMLT is the owner of, of uh, selective data transitions, which means that for customers who require 
Uh, SDT, DMLT, is the organization that you will utilize to perform and execute your move to S4HANA. Always good to hear um, how you can improve your processes. Um, so in theory, I guess we know that, um, but how does it look in practice? So um, being in uh, these projects for quite some time now, I guess you have a lot of experience already uh, with customers um, on site probably. So what have you learned so far? Which experiences did you gain? And maybe would you like to share with us as well? Sure. So a couple of, uh, actually, there's a, there's a few lessons learned that uh, I was able to glean um, not only from my own experience, but also from some of our colleagues in here. One of the biggest things about um, when you get into a, a transition, and this is true probably for uh, all migrations, but especially true for selective data transition, is you have to know your subject matter expert team. And when we say that, the roles that are involved are very specific and you don't want to bring in the whole business, right? You need uh, subject matter experts that have absolute expertise on their business unit processes, but also at the same time, they have a shallow level of the technolo technology behind it and are the go-to persons or if you want, uh, liaisons between the, um, the back end uh, part of the uh, organization and also the front end, which would be um, the business. So these uh, subject matter experts are very critical to a successful design, to architecture and design. Um, the persons that sit next to our, our um, uh, consultants, the DMLT consultants, and actually gain hands-on experience with how they manage the data going forward even after the go live, because at some point in time, as, company, as things happen within companies, you know, companies do mergers, acquisitions, those kinds of things, they, they have firsthand knowledge of how that is executed. And then the next time they may want to engage with uh, SAP DMLT for those types of changes, they have a very deep knowledge of how that whole effort occurred and the process becomes much quicker, much more efficient. Also on top of that is you need to know your data. Um, customers really need to uh, really focus on establishing data ownership. Uh, as you go through the process, uh, testing is crucial. We do a lot of unit testing from source to target. Um, we also uh, confirm innovations. A lot of customers in the middle of their transitions uh, as part of in-flight initiatives have innovations that they are doing, right? Because every company is innovating. They're trying to stay uh, relevant in their own markets, right? So they have new things that are going on and we have to be very careful times as to that new innovation and all of the data surrounding it that needs to come over into the new S4HANA system. So those are kind of critical things that we've learned in the past as well. Um, downtime, <laughs> uh, customer downtime when we're doing the migration is a very big deal. And we have ways in which we can limit, we, ha we have some services which we call uh, zero or near zero downtime. And there's a lot of dependencies around that, but it can be done in some situations. Um, and we look at evaluations. There are also customer uh, project solutions, 
individual project solutions uh, when they're looking at how they evaluate between effort, risk, and benefit. So their KPI development around, you know, what they're looking for in the migration in order to maximize uh, their return on the investment and uh, experience lower total cost of ownership going forward into the new system. And migration, especially a selective data transition, has a lot of impact on those KPIs. And then uh, SAP uh, being the uh, hosting community and uh, discussing uh, approaches, the right methodology, these kinds of knowledge uh, transfers to the customer and in general to uh, our surrounding um, uh, consulting community for SAP consultants and our partners who need it, uh, that type of uh, knowledge transfer and engagement and understanding how this works is very important. Those are just some of the, the lessons learned. Okay, yeah, downtime. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a big one, right? Yes. Um, so uh, th these are really great learnings. Um, maybe you can also share some more insights from current projects or um, past projects that you've been uh, working on um, and um, share just some more insights into that. Certainly, as a matter of fact, I am engaged on a uh, with a public sector customer, and we are doing a selective data transition. And I, I would like to share just a moment about how we arrived at that. Um, while the customer was in the explore phase, they had originally wanted to do and, and try as hard as they could to do a new implementation type of option. Uh, and as they got into their workshops, the, the business units began to discover that they just took a step back for a moment and said, wait a minute, um, we need a lot of historical data going forward because the way that there is, and, and most of this was driven by their accounting uh, teams. So we had to do a step back. We had to reevaluate the situation based on the requirements and the business processes that were coming out of their explore workshops as part of their design phase. And it became very obvious that a new implementation was absolutely not going to work. We have qualifiers that we look at as to if you're if you're at, uh, trying to do a new implementation scenario, you there are definite lines drawn. And once you move over that line, you can no longer call it a new implementation. I mean, there's some flexibility in there, but not much. Um, so you start getting into a selective data transition or a a conversion type of discussion. Because as soon as you start to realize, I need historical data in the new system, now you're now you have to make a determination as to well is uh, is getting all of the data on the table or not. And once you realize, well, no, we don't want all of the data. Now you're in selective data transition, and that was exactly the kind of scenario that we are in. So we brought in the DML team. Uh, team. I have a a great team of individuals that are involved now. We're going through a data migration design service, uh, which is one of the services that DMLT provides, as well as a data migration architecture. And we're uh, we're about two or three weeks into that, and um, it's a lot of work to do. There is a lot of things that you have to uh, understand about how you're going to slice and dice the data that needs to be brought over. And a lot of this is driven by the financials and the forecasts that have to be done with this particular public sector customer. 
so it's it's very challenging, but we're also uh, having some fun while we're doing it. We try to uh, maintain uh, our um, a good uh, camaraderie with the customer. These are types of situations where the work gets hard and you have to maintain a positive mental attitude, have some fun while you do it. And uh, those are the things that we, uh, we, we do as part of DMLT. That's great. And I can imagine um, with uh, what I've known now from you um, that if it gets uh, dry during the workshop, I guess you can do a little stand-up comedy in between and cheer everybody up. I have to confess, I do look for every opportunity to make somebody laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, is there anything uh, you'd like to share as a closing maybe? So DMLT is the first place to go for all things data within the context of data management and landscape uh, optimizations, uh, especially data migration, data quality, data integration, and data lifecycle. So in our SDD context is very much related to everything around S4 and bringing customers into the intelligence suite, including other components such as BW, analytics, or our cloud components. I guess we sparked the interest of many listeners. So um, where can they go for more information? Do you have a web page or address where they can find out more? Yes, you can go into um, the SAP Jam pages and just do a search on the group uh, DMLT or Data Management and Landscape Transformation, and you'll easily find the search results there. We okay. also are on the primary uh, public web page, and you can customers can simply search for Data Management and Landscape Transformation or DMLT, and they should get uh, uh, quick results on that. Very easy to find. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Kevin, for being our guest speaker today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did, absolutely. And thank you again. As always, if you enjoyed today's discussion, stay tuned for the next episode. And if you want to submit a topic that you would like to hear in this podcast, or if you have uh, feedback in general to our podcast, then drop us an email under insightas4 at sap.com. Until then, stay safe, stay tuned and be inside SAP S4HANA.